Gerhardt's back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast. Well, welcome again to the program that asked the question, where are we going? And why are we in why this are we in the hand, hand basket? basket? What's yeah. the hand basket? We, we got some great Jersey stuff. I'm Jim Gerhardt, Bob Williams, of course. Colleagues for, what, nine, 30 years now in New Jersey, mm-hmm. 101.5. Uh, Patrick Lavery of our news department had made a copy of this and brought it over. Why don't, yeah. you, why don't you take this? We'll start with this then, one. This, okay. You talk about lawsuits. For, oh, first of all, I did want to mention, I'm making up for the fact that I didn't have my grip hat last week. Okay, you got it. Because the cat slept on it and it was covered with cat hair. And you, you it removed a lot of the cat hair? No, 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 but not only do I have it back, I have a grip shirt on. Oh, you got your grip shirt. I got my grip You're t-shirt. matching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, so, we, we, should have, we should have marketed those. those. That's a great idea, those grip shirts. People who stick around long enough, I may show my grip under ruse. Stick around, folks. You never know. This story here from Pat. This is a Jersey story, too. We we ran this. uh, Eric had this in the news this morning on the the air. Um, A couple from New Jersey, and I believe it's in Middlesex County, are suing Taco Bell because... The Chalupa Supreme Beefy Five-Layer Burrito Crunchy Taco (laughs) Cinnamon Twist and a Drink was advertised for a box for $5. Well, this gentleman and his wife went to the Taco Bell, and they were charged before taxes $12.18 for two of these boxes. $1.09 each more. Unbelievable. Lawsuit has been filed in (laughs) Middlesex County Court. This is from 2018. How dare Taco Bell charge more than the advertised price? They were told, the couple said they were told by management at the Taco Bell in Greenbrook that the restaurant did not have to comply with the commercial advertisement because they were covered by the fine print <laughs> in their advertising that said prices uh, may vary, says the lawsuit. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how far that, that one wasn't, gets. That but wasn't that's... good enough for them. So they're, they're, they're filing uh, against the parent company of Taco Bell. How much for? It doesn't, it doesn't say. say. But it apparently is. The, oh, and well, they're claiming you'll love this. You will love this. The couple is claiming it sustained an ascertainable loss in the form of time wasted driving to the subject to the uh, the Taco Bell, the gasoline they spent to drive their vehicle to the Taco Bell, and in the amount of two dollars and eighteen cents, which is the difference, what they should have been charged ten dollars. They missed a good one though. They should have sued for lack of consort when they got home. (laughs) Right, because they were in the mood. They 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 didn't get their chalupa. (laughs) They they needed the chalupa. Their soft chalupa. Um, So this reminds us of the... Deja vu all over again. Several years ago, uh, there was a... Everybody remembers that lawsuit against Subway, which mm -hmm. uh, originated in Marlboro. Subway had their footlong campaign for the footlong sandwiches, and somebody went over there with a ruler... And measured the Subway sandwich and said that it's not a foot long. It's 11 inches and like uh, three quarters. <laughs> so they're not getting their full foot long's worth for As five bucks. Yeah. As advertised. As seen on TV. And yeah, I, yeah, and I, I don't know what the result was, but boy, these are some very meaningful <laughs> <laughs> lawsuits that are you know standing oh, up. Man. I mean, two dollars and you know, eighteen cents, Jim. I put That's that something yeah. to go put the gauntlet down. Let me for. put this in some kind of uh, perspective. This is overcharging. This is serious. Uh, here's the story of a young man 
And according to the story, he would still be alive if he could have afforded insulin. Why could he not afford his insulin? The young man died. Because a vial that sold for $35 in 2001, now retailing for $300. Uh, I believe that. Yep, there's a lot of gouging. The profiteering, the gouging that's going on. Now, now that's worth a lawsuit. I, yes. I don't have a notion here that anybody's suing. There's nothing like that in the story. Right. But, but again, remember the, uh, uh, what was it, the EpiPens? Yes, the EpiPens. When uh, that situation, when that skyrocketed, it oh, went yeah, from it went $200 to 3000 or something for right. a while. And people just could not uh, afford and, that. And one of the, uh, the presidents, or the CEOs, I guess we call them now, of the pharmaceutical company that makes them had said when questioned about it said well this this could mean death you know, to, to people he said people's health is not my problem my problem is showing a profit <laughs> see this is again i don't want to go down another path right now but this shows why there is a certain amount of reason on the side of the, the loony the radical left uh it, it, this is what free enterprise or capitalism on steroids. Yes, and everything you you can't trust anybody now. No, because because you got to ask like, what's the profit? What's the gain? Who's got you know a, a vested interest in whatever you're yeah. discussing? Yeah, this was a Wall Street uh, Journal story. They said this has led to a devastating choice for many of the 7.5 million diabetic Americans who rely on insulin to survive. Uh, it said nearly 40% are now rationing due to cost, which, again, is going to have a deleterious effect on their, their, their health, I would think. Yes, absolutely. And that is because, apparently, uh, the, uh, co- there are three companies that, that manufacture, uh, ma- manufacture it. it. You would know more about that than I, but three companies that manufacture the, the, this product, and uh, there is no generic... Uh, Right. The, the, there's no generic brands available. Brands available. You want to understand. It's a, and no wonder people are trying to get it any way they can, through mail order, through Canadian, through yeah. foreign um, uh, providers. It's, it's just a shame. And I mean, so insulin is, is so critical to, to all people with, di- with diabetes, type 1, everything, type 2. Everything is profit. The yes. number one medical procedure now is a cashectomy. Cashectomy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You... Explain the procedure. For I, Would no, you, I, you know, I, I don't want to get into that, <laughs> that that whole thing because it's a long subject, and we have some other things we yeah, wanted to right. tackle here. But the fact that what what healthcare is turned into which is a total money pit for Thank us. I had just I'll give you an example. I had a specialist uh, in a certain field who's very well respected come in one day to the appointment, and he was shaking his head, and he was late, of course. And he said, he shook his head. He said, my job right now is not caring for the health of my patient. It is creating volume and profit. That comes from a person on the inside. So this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. Let, let's, uh, let's hear from a few people and, and say, maybe we'll get something happier. Angelo says, happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy. I wish we could play that. Uh, you know, we've lost that uh, recording, or it's it's somewhere in the archives. Oh, I've got copies, but but okay. the, the point is, you can't do it because this is on the internet. Now, if we're on a radio station, we did, we uh, played it and a lot of other things, but you can't do it because of licensing right. uh, things. 
Yeah, the radio station pays a blanket license to ASCAP, BMI, the yes. licensing agencies, and you can play anything they have. The Internet, it's a different thing. And uh, all these guys, you, you play a little line or two out of a recording, and the company, because the company is perceived to have deep pockets, could get sued right. for a huge amount of monies because we played uh, <laughs> Ren and Stimpy singing Happy, Happy, Joy, right, Joy. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, Okay, uh, you, okay. this is from uh, Lori. Uh, yeah, Lori, thanks, because this is, this is something that I uh, really wanted to get into a little bit today. And said, Columbus was our history. It's a shame people can't deal with our history in today's society. There's an old thing in psychology that there's a human tendency to change past history to fit present neurotic needs. <laughs> we all do that. Right. That sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, the um, boy, we've got so many. Thank you. Appreciate. I appreciate people getting us off the hook by suggesting things to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Generally, my rule is I don't think of something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is Rose says I feel Columbus should stay. It is part of our history. It's very sad that all the statues of iconic people are disappearing. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. This, it's, this, it's, it's it's no matter what it know. was. It's our history. You cannot re rewrite history. You, you cannot uh, accept revisionist history because it's not what happened. It's not the real deal. What do you say? You can't. We have to. We're in the process of having it done to us. This if is all part right, of, of breaking down the uh, what glue, if you want, that holds this culture together, the American culture together. Well, they started with language. Language is a big one here yeah. that, that identifies a, uh, and defines a, a people, a, uni a, a unity. Uh, and the first thing really was when we sort of uh, shared our language. Yes. And now you've got two languages uh, mm -hmm. in this country, and you have to live with that. There's so much that can be said. I, I want to get back to the Columbus thing, though. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is opinion. This is purely opinion. We know that in New Jersey, there was a move nationally to replace Columbus Day with Indigenous People Day. Now, clearly, you could have an Indigenous People's Day at any time of year. Of course. Uh, people, workers, especially government workers, would love it. They get another Monday off. Right. And so that could be done. So clearly, this is a targeted uh, process, and it is targeted clearly at Italian-Americans. Mm -hmm. Now, in New Jersey, we're told that, uh, what, up to 40% of the people, Bob, I believe, uh, uh, Bill had, had the uh, statistics on that. Uh, have some Italian ancestry yes. in, in, their, in their genes. Right. And people are very proud of that when you see what they've accomplished after they're, they're coming to this country, right. kind of woe-bedraggled and ending up, you know, certainly a most important and dynamic part of the culture. Now, since this was a unifying factor that the politicians could figure that they could make some hay out of a block vote, if you can pander to the Italian-American population, obviously. And whichever way they go, the politician would jump out in front right. and, say, and pretend that he's leading it. My theory is the real purpose of, of pushing this Indigenous People's Day on us in New Jersey, and I think only two towns did it, but you know others are, are yes. going to come in, is really, in a sense, to use an Italian idiom, this is the politician is turning to the Italian-American community and dusting their beard. Right. And saying, I could go up, you know, something mm -hmm. you do with your arm. I forget, um, I forget how it works. Um, 
a festival of Sicilian hand gestures there. <laughs> now, but seriously, I think this is a slap in their face. But the reason for it, and again, it's my opinion, there is a sea change of population, of course, going on. And what they are saying is that you, as the darling of our campaigns and our promises, our pandering, our power, the base of our power, you're not in the catbird seat anymore. There's another group, right. our group of groups, right. which I guess would be a great combination of what non-Caucasians, mm. if you want to get into that. But essentially, this is what it would amount to. Uh, and these are the people to whom the politicians will now are showing that, that, that you're not that important to us. This is the important group now. Right. And we've talked about politics. Uh, the politicians and politics, as Ambrose Bierce very wisely said one time, that it is not about principle. It is self-interest disguised as principle. Mm. And the number one item on any politician's agenda, even petty ones, I guess the Gloucester County Poultry Inspector, <laughs> if, if he has any, any kind of obligation to the public, uh, are, are, are going to have as their number one item their career. Right. Because we talked about this before, political careerism, I guess, is, is one of the roots of our problem here. Yeah. And so as long as this, this politics and political positions are uh, a, a career, then everybody protects their career. So this is what they do. And uh, th so uh, I, I had some more to follow on that. And, and again, I'm getting into probably some unsafe political ground. Let, let me ask you, Bob, now you were here. Uh, I, I guess basically what I am saying is that the, uh, with this great move to discredit Columbus, and to not only that, but to uh, not well, more than trivialize, I think it's to actually condemn right. him and everything that he did uh, in the name of indigenous people, which I'm assuming to mean by mean by indigenous people, that they're talking about the residents of uh, Hispaniola, or the, the islands, right. and, and the middle of Mesoamerica where Columbus right. landed. The, the Indies, right? The so, Indies. Uh, I think Bill had a, a guest on. He's talking about the uh, Italian-American organizations fighting back. What you do, I guess, and I think what they had suggested, Bob, is to, if, you're, if you find out that your local politicians are considering this next year around or whenever, uh, let them know that you are not pleased with this right. at all. So, so you're, yeah. you're, you're, you were around. What's your response? I'm... I, I feel the same way you do. It's it's just ridiculous that they're targeting um, the the Italian Americans who are a proud people, and they are true immigrants. They came over and really went through the process mm -hmm. properly to become citizens of this country, and they become the backbone of of American culture. I, I'm not see. I'm not trying to denigrate at all what I consider to be the new, what cannon fodder, if you want, yeah. for the politicians of political parties. Uh, which is essentially a, a Hispanic and, and other, a minority, if you want, or former uh, vote yeah. or, or community, right. you know, whatever you call it nowadays, at all. No, I'm not, I'm not doing that at all. Simply trying to point out that there is a change. And yes. I don't think anybody can deny that, or anybody would really get upset about that, right. saying there's a great change in demographics. And so what I'm condemning here and trying to point out is the 
political system taking advantage of that yes, agreed. for their own for the benefits of a, Not principle, not principle. Just to get more votes, just to get more support. Get, to get more support. That's right, the, because hot, the, the hot button yeah. topic. So, and again, what do you do? You turn one group against another. Yes. And you kind of pit them against each yeah. other and hoping that one, the larger group, will come to you because you will step up as their hero. At some point, they will step up and say, oh, look what these terrible things these people are, and I will save you from it, vote for me. Yes. So it's, it's sort of setting up a situation like you know, that. You know, last week we were talking about this, and I had mentioned um, the monument that's being built or in the process of being built out by Mount Rushmore to honor that Indian chief mm -hmm. uh, at the time of uh, General Custer back in the 1800s. Well, they're doing Sitting Bull? or It or, was uh, Crazy Horse. Cr crazy Horse, of so, course. He was uh, the war leader. Right. And uh, there's been a campaign, and it's it's in the progress process of being built into the mountain. A, um, well, I, I can show you a picture. We can't show it on Facebook, but... Um, there, there's a there's the Crazy Horse Memorial being carved. Mm -hmm. Now they've got part of it done, but they've got a long way to go. They're going to be carving a, a bust of Crazy Horse riding his horse into the mountain, which is not going to be too far uh, from Mount Rushmore. Mm -hmm. Now this has been in the process for years, but they've run out of funding. There's a nonprofit that's running this, uh, the construction of this. Well, Why? Where are all these big mouths that are complaining about indigenous people not being recognized? Here's a beautiful way of you, uh, you know, commemorating a, a great leader in, in that culture, Crazy Horse, and, and an uncompleted monument. Put your money where your opinions are. Make it make a donation to that nonprofit so that they can get that monument built. It's been decades in the making, mm -hmm. and it's still not there. It should have been opened 20 years ago. I think they've been trying to build it since the 60s. Hmm. So I mean, well, that's a great idea. Yeah, so also, just, the, the indigenous people. Uh, if you want to um, make that all indigenous, people, yes, of course, whoever was. But here. that's just one example mm -hmm. of uh, of a great way but, to. But you know, pick show a your day, culture. pick a day, and do it. Yes. Uh, Nobody, I, I would support you don't that. Pick, Everybody would support Yeah, you don't have it. to pick Columbus Day. Mm -hmm. Leave Columbus alone. Yeah, I, I just simply wanted to make it clear yeah. that when, when I was talking, I wasn't talking about in any wise minimizing the citizenship or, or, or not, you know, whatever, right. of the new uh, right. kind of ruling minority, if you want, or, or a block vote right. uh, I'm sure at the all. Same, the same all, things I'm, The politicians you will use that, uh, in a sense, to cause a competition. Right that they will play for their own advantage. So just leave, leave the cultures alone. Let's have a little bit of respect for everyone's culture. Let's everyone well, live in harmony. That's okay. my feeling. Tim says you cannot rewrite history. Yes. We should not exclude history because it does not fit your agenda. Tim, that's very reasonable, Absolutely. but you're not living in an age of reason at all. You're really living in an age of emotion, much of the emotion coming from what is a lot anyway. Not with that this you're wrong. Left. You're absolutely it right. Is revenge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The politics of revenge. The uh, what CEO of Starbucks, who at one time said he was going to run for president as an independent, hmm. uh, and asked why he wanted to run, he said he was tired of the politics of revenge. And I thought that was good to finally somebody yeah. spoke that. Right. All right, now here says Columbus was an explorer, but he was also a murderer. He was also. Now, I, tell, okay. I don't have a name of who said that, but I, that was, I think thanks. that was still. Tell me, give me some statistics on how many he personally murdered. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'd never heard that before. But I do I do want to... Uh... Okay, Seth. Yeah, you're Seth, you're right. Why don't I just celebrate the people who were already here before Columbus came here 
uninvited. That's fine. Yeah. They should be celebrated, for heaven's sake. You have every sympathy for them, every respect for that culture. Yes. That culture at that time, uh, and uh, what, it would be in the early 16th century, early 1500s, because right. Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492. Yeah. So by the time they got other you know, forces over here, it had been into the, into the early 16th century. Uh, they had a civilization that was far more advanced in many fields, mm -hmm. like astrophysics, yes. than, the, uh, than the invaders. It should be celebrated, but I don't know why you would want to, I almost used a bad word, but let's say uh, <laughs> slap the face of people who want to celebrate that him, Columbus, uh, and the landing as part of their heritage. Uh, if you don't like that, then don't do it. Yeah. Don't join it. Right. But this, again, and a lot is mythology. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I mean, Columbus certainly wasn't Mr. Nice Guy. No. Uh, but, but it was the people who came later who did most of the damage. Yeah. Now, uh, Joanne says, what's next? Get rid of St. Patrick's yeah. Day because... Yeah. Because uh, he's Catholic. Because, yeah. Joanne, I was going to say yeah. something similar oh, yeah. to Jim, okay, you but uh, you, you took ahead. the word. No, you took the I'm words right out of my mouth. I mean, um, absolutely. What, what's fair game? St. Patrick's Day, uh, uh, Puerto Rican Day Parade uh, Day. I mean, there's a lot of different cultures that are celebrated throughout the year. And if you want to target some ethnic group, it, it's, it's fair game. If, if you're yeah. going to target Columbus, which wanna, is wrong. No. I want to throw something out. Okay, now, oh, oh, Sean says, oh, you, you read what Sean says. That, that addresses your... All right, Sean's talking about the Crazy Horse Monument. It's been under construction since 1948. Ooh. Yep, okay, so, before I thought it was. Thank you, Sean. And did I say the 60s to associate the Crazy Horse Memorial with the culture war? Oh, I, uh, I don't remember. No, I don't that. think I said that, I but I was just... No, anyway. it wasn't what I intended to say if you interpreted it. Sorry about that. But yeah. um, I'm just saying that it's been mm -hmm. under construction for a long time, and it should have been built uh, 20 oh, years minute. ago. How about Thanksgiving? This is Whoever sent that to us... Uh, Okay, this is Anthony. Yeah, Anthony, yeah. Uh, do we have that to look forward to on Thanksgiving? Yeah, well, we... Because we'll, these were uh, European settlers. Right. And certainly they had their run-ins with the locals, mm -hmm. uh, who at one point really tried to help them, but I don't think that they accepted that help in the spirit welcome, of graciousness, yeah, right. because uh, I don't know. We'll see. But it's it's I wouldn't be surprised because it's part of this overall thing to destroy American history and the culture, which has to be done to make way for the new one to move in. Right. This left socialist. So uh, so if totalitarian welfare state, you know, whatever you want. So to call if it. revisionist history was going to become the norm and accepted and put into law, where would you start? Where would you do the restart for this country? What would you well, erase? What would you, where, where would well, be the starting point? Is there any fair place to start? Well, of course, you're, they're trying to wipe out anything that had to do with the Confederacy. Uh, with the changing the names of, of schools and yeah. everything. Okay, Judy has an awful, uh, an interesting thing. Judy says Columbus was an awful person. He was not the man that was portrayed in the elementary school. Well, if you want to do that, neither was Lyndon Johnson. 
if you want. Right. Okay. Kennedy Good was point. afflicted with satoriasis, which mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> right. And, and we had a more recent president who who mm-hmm. shared right. that particular affliction. Mm-hmm. I, I want to I want to throw out something and again. Uh, it, it's just it's an observation. Uh, now I do not know how many people uh, I know. There horrible things were done because the Spanish, when they arrived, they brought the representatives of the Inquisition with them, which was one of the big problems there, yeah. because they were trying to wipe out uh, either convert or kill anybody you know in sight, which is what they did at the time. Now, in fourteen eighty seven. This was, I guess, uh, 1492. It was uh, five years prior. A little bit before that. And this is according to their own records. 80,400 indigenous people were sacrificed, human sacrifices, uh, in order to keep the sun going. Now, here's a culture that was way advanced, uh, as I said, astronomically, mathematically, uh, architecturally, did marvelous things, and yet they lived by human sacrifice, Sacrifice. huge numbers of them. Uh, They have children on there? Well, well, oh, children too, yeah. See, with the adults, and I don't want to get bloody here, but uh, I think everybody knows that. They would hold live people down and... uh, Cut their heart, mm-hmm. heart out, reach in, pull right. out oh, their yeah. beating heart, yeah. mm-hmm. and then toss it away. And at one time in the Great Pyramid in um, uh, Tenochtitlan, which is now Mexico City, it was said and recorded that this huge pyramid, their blood was just running down, you, uh, all the steps and everything, and uh, thousands of people were, were sacrificed there. And this happened all over the place. The uh, these were uh, they would go out and actually war on groups or our communities if you want capture them make them slaves and then use them in the human sacrifice mm-hmm. because the sun needed blood uh, to come up and uh so it, you could and this is it would be a sick argument i agree with you to say that the local culture had caused more misery and killed more people in this terrible way than the side now that we are excoriating for their cruel activity. Yes. There was a little bit of shame on both sides there. Yeah, children, the way you sacrificed, I'm not going to get into that. that it's, it's, it's pretty sick. But I just wanted we, we to mention get, the fact the picture, yeah. that this was not a pure, innocent, there were pure, innocent people there, obviously. Yeah. But this was not what you think, mm. this utopian society that the uh, Aztecs were running down there. So, uh, okay, Deborah, uh, do you want to go on with this? Okay, um, I, I just just a little bit here. Right. Uh, so Deborah is saying this is a, she's equating oh. this infection like Nazi Germany, and she says we have to stop the plague of tearing down our infrastructure of the United States. We must be thankful of our past, regardless of the culture of the of the regardless of the culture of the past. But you see, here we have we're we're hearing from very reasonable people and intelligent people and people are using reason. Yes, this is very true. But this is not what's happening because certainly there is a very, very large element Hmm. and force working to destroy all this because they are promoting their agenda. The, the end game, in my view, anyway, for the, uh, the, the progressives, the left, is a totalitarian welfare state. Yeah. And it starts with socialism, 
every country, uh, every experiment in or every exercise of socialism has ended up in a dictatorship. Right. Because my feeling is that the mill run of humanity is not ready for a utopian society yet. That everybody loves each other like they tell you they're going to do and everybody shares. It's not going to happen. And it ends up in, 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 in bloodshed, generally, to demand. In the efforts yeah. of tolerance, we all become more intolerant, in other words. Okay, Bill says, Jim seems to forget that Christians were practicing human sacrifice, but they don't like to think of it that way. Human sacrifice is killing a human to appease a god. Uh, the Inquisition, they were not, it was not a human sacrifice. The, uh, oh no, I, I, look. I will tell you right off the bat, the Christian church in the Middle Ages is the worst, most horrible, dastardly, <laughs> deadly, despicable, unholy organization that ever existed on the face of the earth. Yep. I'm not denying that. But because in the Inquisition was killing people, the Romans, before even the Christians, the Romans were worse. Yeah. Because lining the streets with Christians and sacrifice, crucifying them, setting that afire to light the Appian Way. Uh, I mean, this was this was terrible stuff that they were doing over there. But my point is that there was some of this on both sides of it. Oh, I don't disagree. I, the 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 again, I don't. I can't think of words bad enough for the medieval so-called Christian Church, which had absolutely no no relation with Christ. <laughs> totally 180 degrees opposite. Uh, you could call it symbolic cannibalism. Well, the communion is symbolic cannibalism. Uh, you know, just <laughs> taking the, this is my body. Yeah, let us not get into uh, biblical exegesis right. here, and because we have some other things to cover. Listen, thank you very much. Yeah. Hey, oh, uh, I, I hope anyway. Maybe we're thinking you could. Oh, I, you know, what I wanted to do. I want to take a moment here. Uh, to congratulate people who have watched this in the past uh, because this is bright and, and succinct and we've sat here and talked I have sat here and talked and often you go up and down around circles and down paths and everything to make a point uh, but I wrote out something somebody had said what what uh, the, the impeachment going on right now what is the, the purpose what, what, the impeachment okay now, I wrote, and I'm going to read this, uh, and there is a reason I'm doing it, to show how much smarter the person who's writing in here is. So I'm sitting here wondering if I should answer back. They've proved to be smarter. <laughs> but it's a, the purpose is, uh, and I wrote, to create an impenetrable fog of information and misinformation that will keep important issues from being in the foreground in the 2020 election campaign. Uh, media... And uh, they're, uh, all of the uh, all, we'll be we'll be doing all impeachment all the time. Mm -hmm. There will be you'll hear very little of the debate of the really important, the big stuff. Uh, the Democrats would not have to advance or defend their position on immigration, foreign policy, environment, infrastructure, uh, and all of these. They'll be hidden behind a great wall of uh, essential, but political rhetorical fog through this, and I go on and on with it. Now, here's why I think the the uh, the caller was smart. You see, it took me two little pages there <laughs> and about a minute or so to do that. One caller last week said, the impeachment, <laughs> the impeachment process is bull, bad word. <laughs> right? Yeah, Few words. Right? Summed up. Past what I was mm -hmm. 
talking about? Okay. I am so tuned out now with anything national news as far yeah. as it's I, 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 I'm tired of hearing both sides. I'm tired of hearing the defense of one, the the uh, condemnation of the other. I'm just done. I mean, it's like I've just got such fatigue out there. I don't know about anybody else, but it's just uh, got gotten past that point, Jim. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let me let me jump to something other. We 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 will continue this another. I don't want to spend the whole time yeah. on it. Okay, fine. Not that it doesn't deserve it, but we did want to. I, I just got a couple of small things. Uh, people talking about political correctness and and where we are now and and uh, what we are doing to the past. This is in Germany. Now, two gunmen. Oh no, I'm sorry. The gunman. One gunman. One gunman. Uh, went on a rampage targeting a synagogue. The gunman live-streamed his attack on the gaming platform Twitch, which I know yeah, nothing okay. about. You know what that is. I don't. Saying in English, he was a Holocaust denier. He was killing the people. He killed, I think, a total of, of, uh, of three before he was stopped. He, he was a Holocaust denier, and he said that Jews are to blame for all of the world's problems. That's why he was going to kill them. Now, get this. Munich police said that they were investigating whether the attacker had anti-Semitic motives. Uh, you don't think that he's demonstrated those uh, but, to that but point? This, uh, everybody's living in a kind of fear. Because what happens, if you cross, you can cross the conservatives to the right if you want and make them unhappy. It's, you know, life goes on. But you do it to the left, and some of this foolishness that's going on, they pretty much try to kill you. You know, your job is in peril. You see this all the time that, uh, you know, in New Jersey. Uh, but I just thought I'd mention that. Here, now, you want a hopeful note? Sure. I've got so many things here I, I did want to mention. Uh, this is a, uh, what did I do with my hopeful note? So who took my hopeful note? All right. I should sit here and look till I find it. Uh, I don't believe I lost that. And I'm not going to look on the floor. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll get back to the hopeful note. <laughs> How about you? What, what, um, oh, oh, you, you, you did mention yeah, the... Yeah, we did uh, do the Taco Bell story. The, the, the Taco... Frivolous lawsuits. I was trying to think of a few in New Jersey that I remember. Well, we mentioned the, the subway one. The subway one. Um, now this one, and, well, the, the I don't think the hot coffee one for McDonald's was, I mean, there have been several of those. That was not New Jersey. No, that was not New Jersey. That but, was uh, That was the, the, I would say that's probably one of the beginnings of the... Oh. Of the lawsuits. Oh, here it is. Oh, your hopeful note? Yeah, I, well, it's short, and I'm not sure the background of this. I, I didn't have time to, to try to look it up where it came from. But uh, this is from a, a responsible publication, and they're going through some headlines here. And they say, good week for dog owners. No. Dog owners are 65% less likely to die following a heart attack than non-dog owners. Hmm. That that is stark. That is dramatic. That's stunning. Yeah, sixty-five percent. Yeah, and we we talk. I you know brought up dogs. Boy, do I bring up dogs. Last night. Oh yeah, you're telling me. I I, I had to spend the night <laughs> sharing the bed with a hundred-pound 
Doberman, who is, I think sometimes that Manfred is a trifle autistic because he doesn't rest very well, okay. hold still very well. Okay. I was going up and down the stairs about once every hour while he had to go out and do dogly things in the yard. Uh, and so uh, I am uh, not exactly as kindly disposed toward <laughs> the no. canine community as, as, I, <laughs> as I often am. Oh, oh one thing, I, a couple of things going on in schools. Oh, oh, the business of the coach. Uh, of the, it was a little league football team. Okay. And this coach, yes, and I'm told this was in New Jersey. South, South Needlessly, Jersey. I say okay. I wasn't there, but uh, so I don't know the circumstances. But essentially, what happened is the coach of a, a bunch of children, kids playing football, was fined $500 and suspended for two games because his team had scored more points than the opponent. Oh, so he he went past the mercy rule or whatever they is call it. Is that what that is? I think it's or the mercy rule is when they stop the game or whatever. But uh-huh. um, maybe maybe they also had a a point threshold. Well, that the, when 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 I asked when they got close to that point, when he was asked later. Now this I'm getting secondhand. He was asked, "Why didn't you stop your runner?" But he said, well, you know, the last play of the game, our runner broke loose and he was heading toward the goal. I couldn't stop him. And they said, well, why didn't you? You should have run out on the field and tackled him. (laughs) (laughs) So everybody has to get the same number of points. This is a serious one. This is, uh, it was in California, as you might imagine. And there was a video of this, uh, that there were school teachers. They were teaching children, and this was... uh, elementary and lower level to chant and they were singing who do we hate Donald Trump who do we hate Donald Trump now you're talking about little children who probably don't have the faintest notion who Donald Trump of, is of, of, of politics right. but my point is how low can you go how much more despicable can you get than teaching little children to hate right. this flies in the face of every moral system ever there was what these people who were doing this. So again, Orwell has entered the classroom. Remember 1984, they had the five-minute hate. People had to take breaks during the workday, and they sat there and they hated Emmanuel Goldstein, who was somehow Big Brother's enemy. Nobody ever explained why. And it was hate, and you could see it there. They had to, they'd take pictures of him. And, and if somebody was seen, didn't look like he was showing enough hate, he got sent to room 101, which is not a nice place to be. Well, they're doing this in school now, teaching this. And I would say to the people doing that, now how widespread this has become, I don't know. That was in a school or two in California where strange things do occur. It does not occur to these people that once you have taught these children at this very young age to hate and that hate is good, that could turn on you yes, easily down the road. Mm because it's part of their package that they're being programmed with. And if you catch these kids, oh, under seven, eight years old, this is when pretty much our map of the world is set. That's right. That's when you become indoctrinated and mm-hmm. you start getting set yeah. in your And this, beca- this and becomes part of your, your, your motivation, your right. behavior. Hate is part of your package. And it's being taught by, you know, what kind of an education is that? Yeah. But that's the sort of thing that's going on. I want to thank Dan Alexander. I want to mention Dan, who who often, uh, somebody might say, why don't you bring Dan over? He at least talks sense when he comes <laughs> over and talk with you. Dan Alexander, a great writer. Uh, Dan is running the uh, the engineering 
Right. Business Giving us all the comments this morning. Great job, yeah. Dan. Oh, before we go, um, one of your topics this morning, and i got to get the answer to this question. Why are Americans hanging on to their guns? Oh, that that's my pet theory. Uh, see, the Constitution says that uh, you shall not infringe upon the right to bear, guns, uh, bear arms uh, because of the need of a well-regulated militia. Mm-hmm. Now, I think everybody overlooks that part of it. If you, in order to get a gun, you have to belong to a well-regulated militia. That would mean, in order to buy a gun, you have to join the National Guard. I mean, that to me is inescapable. Mm-hmm. But we don't do that, and I'm not not faulting that. I think the reason that many Americans have this maniacal attachment to a gun is for what they consider to be, they perceive to be, a possible defensive need, at some point, and you can work these out yourself, who right. and what, if. They could become victims of groups, public disorder, or what have you. Coups or what have you. But they do not trust the government to defend them. As a matter of fact, in their perception, the government is just as likely to support those who are trying to persecute Mm. them. Does that make any sense? Yes, it makes perfect sense. And I think this is why if if you get into talk to gun people and really get down to it, get past the excuse of sportsmanship or the like. It really is the fact that if I give up, if I have no weapon of self-defense, when all hell breaks loose in the streets and and people go wild, and especially if there's one group that seems to be more involved than another, and it's a protected group by the government, a given special status, I cannot trust the government to support me instead of them. Because as we've talked about, politicians who make up government, and I say right now with the exception of the written constitution, (laughs) there is no principle involved in government. Right. Uh, It is purely various areas of self-interest. Interesting. Okay, that I just thought I would I would throw out. Very very good stuff. Dan, uh, what's the time? I think we're we're pretty much ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, About forty minutes. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. All right. So uh, lunchtime, people. <clears throat> Again, uh, yeah, no, I'm glad people call somebody poking sticks in my cage or our cage. Yeah, it's good. Because this is part of it, too. I'd like to hear from you. I'm simply yes. throwing out ideas. It's all about the give and, and take. It's, I, uh, I you don't have to right. always agree with us. We, yeah. we love your opinions. Please uh, tell your it's friends. It's just kind of another view. I, I sometimes you know, try to see, okay, now suppose I were a Martian <laughs> and I came down and landed. <laughs> First of all, I'd have to get out now. Depends on where you land. And this, the, the, uh, uh, the uh, people, the American people, Seem, and again, it's the political establishment and the media's own fault. Seem to be pretty much tuned out to a whole lot. Mm. So I'd get out of the ship, and I'd go up to the first person I saw, and I'd do the old thing: "Take me to your take leader." Me to your leader. Well, he's going to look back and say, "I don't know who my leader is." <laughs> so you know, I'm sitting there quite befuddled. But you try to observe from that standpoint. I, I want to read something quick before okay. we go out because this reminds me. Of it. Everything reminds me of so. This was a, a gentleman by the name of Jonathan Gruber, who uh, was one of the writers of the uh, Obamacare law, well, the Affordable Care Act. Yes. He was one of the people who wrote it. And he said later that they had no idea what impact the law would have on Americans. They said, and he's speaking for the writers of this, all of the who wrote it, including uh, who's the mayor of Chicago's brother, who had once thrown in a thing that nobody should be able to get help after the age of 70. They should just go off and die. Mm. Uh, 
Manuel, Ron right, Manuel, right, right, Ron Manuel's brother. Manuel, yeah. Anyway, these people said, he says, uh, according to Gruber, one of the, the people involved, they saw the polls and said what people wanted to hear. They relied on the stupidity of the American voter to get the law passed. It appears Democrats in California are hoping that that theory is true. <laughs> <They're stupid. laughs> I yeah, just, just thought I'd throw it out, yeah. you know. Thank you. All right, thanks. We'll Th see you next. Listen, also, I do want to thank people who responded, and, and we do appreciate that. And, uh, uh, you know, it's good. So uh, That's what this is all about. This what it, yeah, this Talking is, to you. Th this is what this is supposed to be. So I'll tell you, the more you talk, the less we do. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, one way. So keep talking. <laughs> keep talking. Keep, we'll, keep, we'll, keep thinking. And we'll keep talk thinking. to you next Thursday, 1030, yeah, right thanks, here right. on New Jersey 101.5's Facebook page. Have a great week. Gerhardt's back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast.